Welcome back everybody. This is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. We got another gun gripe episode for you. And I tell you what, I've got a special guest with me here today. This is Tim at Military Arms Channel. You guys probably seen his smiling mug all over the interwebs just like mine. Uh, he's been down doing some filming with us and uh, it has been a great couple of days and we could not have Tim down here without getting him in on a couple of gun gripes. Uh, guys, if you haven't, make sure you check out Sonoran Desert Institute, uh, SDI. Uh, does a great job in helping us continue with gun gripes, keeping it raw uh, and unfiltered and unadulterated and just uh, keeping it right in there. If you guys have unused GI Bill, uh, anything like that, they have some great gunsmithing programs if you want to learn more about that sort of thing. Uh, they are a great group of people, so check them out if you have time. Look into their programs. Today, can you hear that, Tim? I hear tears falling <laughs> from from FUD eyes. Oh boy, here we Cause go. Because today we are going to be cracking on a doozy, and we're going to be talking about a little bit of the fiasco that's been going on with the NRA. So today's video, today's gun gripe is the NRA meltdown. Now, that's sort of what this is going to be. So there's been some really sketchy stuff going on, and I know you guys, if you've been following social media, you're probably torn, okay? You're, you've probably seen like the NRA and their whole side of the camp going, oh, the enemy within and all of this, and oh, all these people are slandering and bashing us. And then you see folks on the other end that are like, all right, here's what's going on, here's the facts, and we're showing off all mm -hmm. these things. So after a while, you start to wonder like, man, who's telling the truth? Like, what's right. going on? So we hope to kind of shed a little bit of light on where we stand with the NRA and, and how all this stuff is going. Yeah, so for a few years, it was right after Vegas happened, and it goes back to the NRA's initial call for a bump stock ban through executive fiat. They, they gave the idea to Trump. Uh, that really pushed my buttons. And uh, I went on the war path, obviously, uh, with the NRA because I had known about their other dirt long before. Uh, when Pete Brownell came on board, he convinced me that the NRA was truly going to try to change, and he truly wanted to change the NRA for the better, to get rid of the corruption and, and, and to strengthen the organization so it could fight for our Second Amendment rights, which it doesn't currently do very well at the moment. And um, he was unsuccessful. And I, I, you know, got really mad after the whole Vegas thing and their response to it. Then it continued on with their support of the red flag laws. And they're going to tell you they don't support them, but there's still a video on YouTube on the NRA's channel where Chris Cox is saying we need them. Uh, they talk out both sides of their mouth. They're, they're not in support of the bump stock ban, but they are in support of the bump stock ban because it's still on their freaking website. You can't listen to what right? they say. You have to see what they do. They're charlatans and they lie habitually. And we've been trying to tell you, all of us in social media have been trying to tell you guys, look, they're corrupt to their very core. That organization exists to make itself rich or a handful of people filthy rich. And it's all starting to come to light. All the stuff we've been saying is now coming out into the open. And it happened at, at a really uh, inopportune time for them at their national meetings in Indianapolis this year. Yeah, which, you know, I was not privy to. I wasn't there. I didn't go to NRA this year. And honestly, I'm a little bit torn about the whole situation in terms of you know my attendance of NRA because on one end, I love to talk to you guys and meet y'all, and and it's really cool to go to other states and visit, and especially being in Tim's neck of the woods, you know, would have been cool to hang out. Um, but I chose to separate myself from the circus because I didn't feel it would be uh, it would be um, it wouldn't be right for me to be there and use their event for any type of publicity or 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 to promote their event or to physically be there, considering that I am in strong disagreements with the NRA and what they're doing right now. So I made a conscious choice to not attend the event. And it's not 
anything against you guys. It's not anything against the, the gun owners of this country or anything. And it, it's, it's not a cop-out, but I chose to separate myself from the situation. Let's back up just a little bit to the NRAM in Atlanta. Okay, I did attend that one. In fact, we all did. And at, at the NRAM in Atlanta, we had a meeting with the NRA. And this was, you guys probably seen the photo of all of us standing there with uh, Wayne LaPierre and everything like that. We met Wayne and we met a lot of the folks on the board and a lot of their social media types. And, and we met Alan West and a few folks there. You know, they had like a little shindig there. Well, we sat down with them about ways that we could maybe help the NRA. And, or, you know, at the time... Pete Brownell at that meeting ascended yes. to the presidency. Yes. And we were there to support Pete. We, we were there to support Pete. Pete Brownell is a great man and has done a lot of good things. And he is just such a genuinely humble guy. And the way he runs his company... He, you know, he runs his company on the mantra of taking care of his people. Like Brownells, their employees love him. I mean, he is just such a good dude, right? And the way they run their company is just awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and the story of their company is also something that almost merits a completely different video because they started out in like the catalog days. Anyway, we'll get on that in another video. But Pete basically ascended to the presidency and wanted, you know, strongly to set up a meeting because we felt that Pete really saw some potential for things that we could do mm -hmm. to help the NRA and, and everything like that. Well, it, it turns out, I, I feel like all of us at that point, we really did smell a fish, you know, because when, when we sat down, we made it clear to them that we were not interested in taking a single dime from the NRA, that we wanted all of that, all of those funds to go into the fight. You know, just like anybody would who loves the Second Amendment. Like, I, I feel that it would be a, a strong moral issue to take money from a group of people who are trying to protect the Second Amendment, to make money off the Second Amendment in that way. Yeah, I'd feel real guilty if I was a, an employee of the NRA and I went out and spent $39,000 on suits in an afternoon and billed it to the NRA or Ackerman McQueen. Right. And that's the type of corruption we're talking about. That's $39,000 that should have been spent yeah. fighting for our rights. I mean, I can understand a business meeting over cocktails, or I can understand maybe a, a nice hotel room when you're traveling abroad. Or, or, so, yeah. or if that was the only little indiscretion, yeah, not or counting like, your $5 million dollars Look, at, at the corporate level, to be fair, when you start talking like big businesses and stuff, it's not uncommon for big businesses to have weird expenses and to have a few little things that the accountant might pull that person aside later and go... Come yeah. on, man. Like, why, you know what, what are you mean? doing like, in the Bahamas, and why are you traveling to yeah, all these foreign who's countries? Yeah, in the Bahamas? <laughs> how, how, how's your, your week in Europe translate to fighting for our rights? Yeah. So, a lot of dirty pool, which came to light when um, when Pete didn't seek a, a second term. He did one year, and then he, he was done. He realized that it wasn't going to go in the direction he had hoped. We had all stepped away. Uh, Oliver North then became the president. And I was shocked. I was like... Really, Colonel North, you're going to, you know, do this? And I wasn't happy, but a lot of people already out there have problems with Colonel North because of the Iran-Contra, and they may not know it the way I know it. But um, anyway, we don't want to get into that. But so I was like, wow, man. And so a year later in Indianapolis, um, Oliver North didn't seek re-election. He was stepping down. But beyond that, he got members of the board together and there's 76 members of the board, which is just stupid. It's designed to keep those in power in power. And he got several board members, we don't know how many, and they went to Wayne LaPierre and demanded his resignation. Or they were going to go public with all his indiscretions. And Wayne claimed he was being blackmailed. 
he was, you know, Oliver North was forced out or he stepped down. We don't know. But there's a lot of turmoil in there. Now, ACMAC, the, the, the dirty right hand of the NRA, is suing the NRA. NRA is suing them. So you have this cabal of thieves going after each other. And it's just disintegrating from inside. Colonel West just wrote a great article about the, the, the corruption within the NRA. It is not effective in its current state. It is completely broken, and it exists solely to make Wayne and Chris Cox and a few others filthy rich and drunk on power, yep. and that's all it exists for. Yeah, they do some good here and there, but they could do so much more. Wayne LaPierre spends more money and his salary and his, his expenses than the ILA has as a budget to fight for our rights. I know. That's just one man. So we've been talking about this for quite some time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the Taco Bell menu reference again because I always like to do this because I just think it's important. I don't know what this is. I'm just doing it. It's a I'm, I'm petting my invisible cat because I, I, I need some emotional comfort right now. So, all right, so the, for the two years that the Republicans were controlling the ship, why in the world were all of these program bills that we wanted pushed through, HPA, you know, National Carry Bill, and all of these deregulation of suppressors, all of that, right? You know, just pushing forward with the Second Amendment. Why weren't any of that stuff pushed forward? This, the NRA had a chance to put on their hero cape and show their true colors, and they could have pressured, you know, Paul Ryan and all these. You know, they could have pressured them. Hey, let's bring us up a vote. What are we doing? Come on, come on. You know what I mean? That's what lobbying right. is: moving and shaking and making things happen, and and making things happen, making these deals happen. Right? You know, hey, wh where where are we out on HPA? Come on, let's do it. You know what I mean? We had the, the president there. We had the Republican-controlled House and Senate. Crickets. Nothing. So that goes to show you where their true color's at, where their true loyalty lies, yep. is to that dollar. Because the more good things they make happen, well, the less bad pie there is. Well, if there's not a whole lot of bad pieces of the pie left, well, then they can't scare you into giving them money. So see, it's all a racket. It's all a racketing scheme. There's no intention to further the Second Amendment. There's only the intention to maintain status quo and keep getting them dollars in. That's all right. they want. Think about how much money they spend blowing up your mailbox with spam, just junk mail begging for money. And that's, it's, it's, it's so backwards and just so corrupt. It needs to be fixed. And that's what we're advocating for. I'm not saying burn it to the ground because a lot of you guys out there get the wrong idea that you think that we're just out to destroy the NRA and, and NRA is our only hope for keeping our Second Amendment rights. And first of all, that notion is completely cockamamie. The, the NRA is not our only hope. I'd rather have GOA, FPC, and several others, uh, 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 Second Amendment Foundation, those guys fighting because they're true no compromise. Sure. But, you know, we want to fix it. Because it needs to be fixed, because it is a big organization. They claim yes. 5 million members, they lie out both sides of their face, so who knows how many they really have. Because I know people that try to get rid of their membership and they won't take them off. <laughs> so, like life members that try to resign their membership, they're, they're not. So they may be claiming people that want no allegiance to them whatsoever. But the point is, is the NRA, we're not advocating for burning it to the ground and getting rid of it. What we're saying is, guys, we need to change it. We need to get it back in the fight, or in the fight, it's never truly been in the fight, and get those corrupt idiots out and get true advocates in, and that's what we're hoping to do. So to be clear, guys, you know, when we talk about the 76 board members, right, when you start talking about that amount of people, not only is that a system that's designed to fail, but a lot of those people that are on the board, they seek those positions out for political reasons. It's not because they, they love the Second Amendment. 
I don't know, a famous actor or, or whoever, some famous personality, the NRA thinks, oh, well, we'll put them on the board because it just makes us look like we're more A-list because we've got Tom Selleck and we've got, you know, Arlie Ermey and we've got Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent and we've got all these people. And sure, it looks cool on paper, but the board is purposely set up to fail. So what I what I propose, these these I want to provide some solutions. Let's talk about solutions. We can talk about the sky falling all we want, but what are we actually going to do about it? We need, this is what I want. I want term limits. I want a four-year term limit for all board members, regardless of if you're elected or like after a certain amount of time. Just just like you know, a lot of office, you you pass the torch. I want the board reduced to ten members. I want mandatory attendance of the board members, and if you miss a certain amount of meetings, you're out. Yeah, because most of these celebrities don't even show up. They don't show up to the board meetings. And honestly, the board has no control over the organization. They had no control. When NRA sued ACMAC, the board was never consulted. Yep. They, 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 the, 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 the president of the organization that heads the board of directors, his sole purpose or her sole purpose is to keep the board out of Wayne and Chris's hair. That president is nothing more than a babysitter. So you have some very vocal, like Tim Knight, an extremely vocal board member and definitely on our side of the fight, but that president is to keep Tim away and keep him busy so Wayne and Chris can go do whatever they want. And that has to cease. The board yeah. has to have control of the organization or the organization will forever be corrupt and will forever be useless to us. Yep. Term limits on the board, limit the, board, the amount of board members to 10 or 15 people, make the attendance of those board members mandatory with stiff penalties if you don't attend, like you're out after a certain amount of times. Okay, you have a death in the family, someone's sick, that's understandable, life happens, but if you don't attend them board meetings, you're out, okay? I want a financial rap sheet that's published for the members to view every quarter. Here's what's, here's what's going to ILA, here's what we brought in, here's what's going to ILA, here's, what, here's, here's a rap sheet of things that we're trying to do, what we're accomplishing, where the money's going, who's spending what. That needs to be transparent. Mm -hmm. As does There's the election. not enough transparency. As does the election. So yeah. we know who actually got so many votes right? versus just taking the word for it. I know. There's not enough transparency. The, there is the, none. The system is ran like a giant criminal crime syndicate, like a pyramid scheme is what it is. Yeah. And it's, that's not what, it's what it's become, but it's not what the organization is. So I'll just end by saying this. You are the NRA. I'm the NRA. He's the NRA. We are all the NRA in terms of what, you know, the real grassroots level for what is getting done with the Second Amendment. The, the, the NRA hangs their hat on the things that people like us do. Just keep that in mind. Like when we put out the word and we, we get people fired up and they contact their representatives and they blow up emails and phone lines and they're writing letters and they're really getting involved and, and, and really vocally opposing all of these things that are happening. Who's helping make that happen? Tim, the members, me, the members, all of us, we talk to our friends and our relatives and we make things happen. So the real movers and shakers are the people. We're the people that actually do these things. So I'm not saying the NRA as a, as a group of people, as an organization, shouldn't exist, but it shouldn't be a money megalodon for them. It should be, you know, hey, each year we have something to hang our hat on that we've done for your rights. Why in the world are we, are we do we not have hats hanging on HPA, and national carry, you know, 
And then why, okay, those two things that would have been great to have, not only did we not get those, then we took a step in the opposite direction and gave them bump stocks. That's what boggles my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely need changes. And how I think that we can make sweeping changes effectively. We've tried everything we can think of, right, to, to get the NRA on course. And what seems to be working best is defunding them. Take their money away. Take Wayne and Chris's paycheck away. And I think they, they were at a $40 million deficit last year. And that's because people are waking up to their corruption and not supporting them anymore. And once it hits a certain point, it will self-correct. You got to take their money away from them because they don't pay attention to anything else but money because that's why they exist. They should be working to put themselves out of the job. Instead, they're working to make sure they have a job long term. And that means wheeling and dealing with Congress critters and senators and say, well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you bump stocks if you give us this. And they're negotiating and playing fast and loose with our rights. And that has to cease. Just about every major anti-gun law that has passed in this country since 1934 to present has the NRA's dirty little fingerprints all over it. And, and that needs to stop. And the way to stop it is to defund them. And once, the, the, once those snakes, those vipers are out of the nest, then we replace them with people that we know and trust. With patriots. And then we get going in the right direction. Now, here, here's the Achilles heel here, okay? And I'm going to play devil's advocate with what Tim just said. And look, it, it, it is clear that these organizations need funding to be able to do what they need to do. Like when you look at GOA, you look at FPC, I mean, these guys are putting up the fight. Like they are taking things to court. They are making things happen. And guys, those things cost money, right? Like I support GOA. I support FPC. I get, I understand that these, these fights, these battles, these legal battles cost money. Okay. And look, if this conversation was occurring under the veil of, all right, uh, well, it's cool, cool that we got the Hearing Protection Act now. Now we can just go in the gun store and buy a suppressor. Yeah, well, that's cool, Tim. Sure, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then if the conversation was, well, guess what? I can take a road trip from Georgia to uh, Washington State, and guess what? I don't have to worry about any bullcrap because it's constitutional carry. It's, it, you just carry wherever you want. But we're not having that conversation. You could overlook a little bit of frivolous spending. You could overlook a little bit of, okay, well, this guy makes a ton of money or whatever. If things were actually getting done, I'm not saying people shouldn't be handsomely paid for making a living or whatever. We pay our we pay our football players and our basketball players and our movie stars and all of our entertainment people millions and millions and millions of dollars to make us feel happy and entertained and everything. So it's not... It's not a, a crime to make a living doing something great for the people around you, but it is a crime to take someone's money saying that you're going to do something and then not do it. Well, but they're, they're, they're doing things beyond that. They're so doing things beyond they're, they're, that. They're not but, just taking the paycheck, but they're, they're making deals where board members are getting kickbacks through mm -hmm. NRA associations. And, and it's not just Wayne and Chris. It's members of the board that are enriching themselves off members' monies and off, uh, money and off the members' backs. And that is corruption. Oh, yeah. I'm not defending them. I, right. Make no mistake. I mean, I'm not defending I, them. When I say defund them, we have to. the only way to get those, those people out of that position is to take that money away from them. Because that's why they're there. Right. If they're true advocates. You remove the corruption aspect, then you find out who really wants to be there for the right reasons. Exactly. So that's, that's all I'm saying is I'm not saying burn the thing down. I'm saying get the, get the vipers out of that, that pit and replace them with patriots. And the only way I can see to do that right now is to defund them and make your voice heard. When you get that phone call saying, Wayne LaPierre asked me to call you and we really need $25. Can you give it to say, not interested and this is why, and then hang up because that eventually gets back. 
to the membership at HQ. And I've heard from inside sources, morale at NRAHQ is at all time lows. That means our voices are starting to be heard and we need to keep up the pressure. Agreed. Because we got to affect that change because I would love nothing more to have the NRA in the fight before we get the next anti-gun president in office. Yeah, and it's the fight for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like they're well, I say in the fight, to I mean truly fighting for the right do reasons. the right thing, to, to truly fight. You know what I mean? And, and it's fair to say that historically, for a long time, the NRA has had, like you said, have dirty fingerprints on a lot of anti-gun bullcrap. Guys, do the research. We'll include some links in the description box below if you want to follow some of the links and read some of the articles that we're going to send you about the anti-gun history of the NRA. They've done a lot of shady crap over the years. And guys, enough is enough. In this age of the freedom of exchange of information, there's no reason for average people like Tim and I to not be able to put the word out and, and us sort of internally audit the people that, that are at our disposal in that regard, all right? There's no reason for us to not be able to put the word out and make things happen. Even if the big guys won't move, we can still move the people. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of our YouTube channel, we feel, is political activism. We've always stri uh, strived to have an active voice in the Second Amendment community and to make people understand that we are zero compromise when it comes to the Second Amendment. I think Tim and I are on the same page there. But um, guys, thank you so much for watching today's video. We could go on all day about this, but I think you guys understand where we're at. Um, you know, I, I know that there's some, some knowledge bombs that are kind of hard to accept the facts of in this video, and I know some of our opinions may differ from yours, but if you're an NRA member who's watching this video, just know we're not against you at all. Uh, we think that we all need to band together. I know that there's a lot of people that are, are members of the NRA that don't think that we should have black rifles or suppressors or machine guns. There are people on different sides of the gun aisle that, you know, people that we affectionately call FUDs. And if you haven't seen our video on FUDs, FUDs is just a slang term for people who think you should only have bolt actions and single shots and stuff like that. And no one needs a semi-auto or bump stock or a machine gun or a suppressor or any of that black stuff, black rifle stuff. Um, I know that there are different sides of the aisle and there are differing opinions. But at the end of the day, the Second Amendment is, is the Second Amendment. And you, you can't just pick and choose little bits that you want out of it. It is what it is. If you're going to consider yourself Pro 2A, you have to take the whole piece of the pie. You can't pick and choose. It doesn't work like that. You know, we... Look, if all you want to own is a bolt action or a single shot, then by all means, do it. But don't try to turn a blind eye to the injustices that are occurring to folks like us who just want to, want to own modern guns, too, because once they make their way through the, through the wave of waste of, oh, we're, we're going to deal with the black rifles, suppressors, machine guns, all this stuff. Well, guess what? They're coming for you next. And I'd like to say that if you've ever said in your life, I'm pro 2A, but you need to stop and reevaluate your position on our Second Amendment rights. There is no but. All gun laws are unconstitutional, and that's an absolute truth. And if you want to change that, great. Get the states together and ratify an amendment to the Constitution if you think you can do it. You can't. But until then... Every single gun law is illegal and unconstitutional. And so we need everybody in that camp and understanding that and accepting it, even if all you want is a bolt-action rifle. Right. So again, if you've ever said, man, I'm, I'm Mr. 2A, I'm 100% 2A, but I don't think you should have machine guns, but I don't think you should have 30-round magazines, but I don't think you should have a bump stock, you need to reevaluate uh, re your position. Agreed. 
Um, guys, we really appreciate you watching today's video. And Tim, thanks for being here with me thanks, today. Thanks, man. I greatly appreciate it. All right, pal. It. Make sure you go and check out Military Arms Channel. Tim here. Great guy. Really, really great content. Um, also, those of you who wish to support our channels directly, if you go over to Patreon, Tim is 100% Patreon supported. So if you love his work and you want to further what he's doing with his channel, please, guys, consider going over there and taking care of Tim, donating a few bucks. We're also on Patreon as well. We also sell a mystery box every month called Man Cans, and we also sell shirts and merch over on the website. Anything you purchase from us, whether it's a man can or a shirt, or if you join us over on Patreon, all those funds go directly back into supporting our channel and allowing us to keep this content coming at you. Uh, as often and, 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 and unadulterated and raw as we can possibly give it to you while we can. You know, we don't know if we're ever going to get the plug pulled. <laughs> I know. Every day we wake up and look at our phones and see if we still have a, a YouTube channel, That's a Facebook right. page, or an Instagram account. It's a sad reality, guys. You know, we, we don't know if we're on borrowed time or not, but we really appreciate you guys and those of you who support us both financially and watching the channel and supporting our efforts, liking, sharing, commenting. All of that engagement means a lot to us, and we really appreciate all of you. We only make these videos because we want to help everyone who wants to be 2A. People of all color, race, creed, religion, everyone. If you're in this country and you're my brother and you're my sister, and all we care about is helping the Second Amendment community and helping people that want to protect themselves. That's the vein of all these videos. That's why we do it is to support all of us equally and to put the word out there and to try to empower the citizens to make informed decisions about their Second Amendment rights. Thank you for being a part of that. We'll see you guys next time. Many more videos on the way. Go subscribe to Tim. We'll see you next time.